Yo, Adrian. This is spoilers. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, my wife and I had my my wife and I had a child today. And oh yeah, duh. We named her Adrian, and I just wanted to give a shout out to little Adrian. Hey, good job. Congrats, Josh. Thank Congrats you. to your wife. Thank you. This is this is major spoilers, and if you're not familiar with it, we are going to spoil two movies like super quickly. New movies, you may not have time to see them. You may just want to know everything that happens, but we're gonna like let you know everything we can about it in about three minutes. Uh, tonight on our roster is, of course, Young Pap. How's it going, Pappy? It's going okay for me, not as great as it is for you and your wife, as you call in this podcast. Congratulations to both of you. That's awesome. Wait, it's not going well for us? Wait, no, things are going not well for good. us. No, not as he's good saying he's not doing yeah. as well as you are. You're doing great. You're on cloud nine, baby. Mm. I'm not sure that's what you're saying. Brett, uh, where are you out of tonight? What? How are you doing? <laughs> okay. I'm, I went, uh, went to bed at four o'clock last night. I'm ready for bed, but I'm doing all right. Cool. I, you got a, you've been doing a lot of homework, right? Catching up. Yeah. My, this class is killing me. So, well, good luck with that, Brett. Thanks for joining us tonight for major spoilers. Pappy. I'm going to give you like three minutes here. You watched uh, Greta Gerwig's Ladybug. <laughs> nope. Lady Bird. <laughs> Lady Bird. Lady Space Bird. Um, this just came out, and it has a dubious honor of being the greatest movie ever of all life of all time. Right, Pat? Go ahead. Your three minutes starts now. Yeah, if you know anything about movies and the internet, you know that Rotten Tomatoes equals the best movies of all time. And this, of course, set the record for the most fresh reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, breaking Toy Story 2's records of 163 yeses with 164. Uh, I It's a very good movie. It's not... You love A24. I do love A24. It's a very personal story. So you're watching this movie... And it's about a girl who goes to Catholic school. Uh, she bangs a gay guy, or like, hangs up with a gay guy, and like bangs a weird guy in a band, and then like gets accepted into NYU. And her parents are fighting. Like I told Stevie, it's, it's like a Sing Street without the music, um, but you can tell it's a very personal story. Like I, I was walking out of the theaters, like this is definitely what happened to the writer and director of this. This is like her exact life story. And of course it was like, but I think, uh, Sal Reese Ronan. <laughs> that sounds similar to your Meyerowitz uh, critiques. No, no, no. But, but this is like such, it works because it's like, a, it's more of a relatable problems. Like these guys are dealing with like, uh, middle class. Like I can't send the kid to the school that I want. Like we're poor. Like, uh, the ladybird goes like several dances throughout the movie and like you have these great scenes with her and her mom who's played Lori Bentcalf who's from uh, Roseanne and a bunch of other great stuff but like her mom's like no we can't afford this it's, like giving all these like off the rack dresses like what Makeowitz stories it does is like it tells a story for the 1% this is like the working class everyday Catholic kid story so it's got to resonate with a lot of people Okay, Pap. So yeah. you have you have some time left, but here's a part in the program where we allow people to press forward 15 seconds. Why don't you spoil the crap out of the ending? At the ending, she gets accepted to NYU. Uh, she moves there and like sends a letter back to her mom, who loves it. Like 
her mom does love her, but they never like verbally reconcile at the end. And ambiguous. Course, she goes on to be a great big Hollywood director who directs a movie about her <laughs> life. Yeah, of course. I don't know, dude. I, I honestly, this movie is really good. And you watch this movie, and it's like it. Someone is letting you in on their exact life story, which I think is kind of like special and hard to do. But at the same time, it's it's not something that necessarily resonated with me. Uh, it's in my top ten, but I don't. It's not the best movie of the year. It's not the best movie of all time, despite what Rotten Tomatoes says. So that tells you something about Rotten Tomatoes, but. You have like thirty not. seconds left here. Like, uh, what you do you guys think have it any is? questions? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what do you think it is that like made it so well uh, reviewed so far? It's just you're you're seeing something that's like someone's diary. You're watching a diary on screen, and like, like I said, I did no research going into this movie. I was watching this movie. I was like, okay, this actually happened to this woman. Like, this woman's telling her life story, and, and like, then you look it up. It's like, yeah, she was exactly like. If you didn't hear this from me, you would realize it right away. It's so real on every level, but like I said, it didn't necessarily resonate with me because it's not my path. I don't know. Brett, do you have any questions? Yeah, quick question. Um, does this movie have anything to do or any reference to like Lady Bird Johnson? Is that? I was thinking it was a biopic about Lady Bird Johnson, LBJ's wife. But no, apparently not. No, not at all. And, and Christine chooses the name Lady Bird, and I wish it had something to do with Hank Hill's dog from King of the Hill, but it does not have anything to do with that either. Uh, all right. Yeah. We are out of time. For If anyone wants more information, you can Twitter Pappy at spoilers underscore pod. Just watch um, the movie. Or just, wa- or just watch the movie. Uh, <laughs> the next movie coming up. Is not quite as new, not quite as fresh either on IMDb. Mm. It's only at 6.8. It's not necessarily panned, but David Leach's Atomic Blonde isn't necessarily a ladybird either. Brett, you got about three minutes here. All right. Uh, This is going to be really hard. I'll give it a shot. Okay, so this is based off the graphic graphic novel, The Coldest City. just real quick, it was an awesome soundtrack, awesome cinematography, amazing colors, great fight scenes, and it takes place in the um, last week before the Cold War, uh, the Berlin Wall comes down. Okay, so you ready? Ready. Okay. Start, start the clock. Right, I'm, I'm going to try to do what I can here. So this uh, the movie starts with a MI6 agent. He's killed by a KGB agent who steals this uh, wristwatch that has a microfilm on it that contains... Uh, active list of spies in Berlin. This is the whole thing in the movie. The big everyone's after it. So a big uh, list stars, of spies is the MacGuffin. Yes, pretty much. Okay. Uh, Charlie's Theron um, is uh, an MI6 baller. She's a stud. Her name's Lorraine Broughton. Uh, she's being interviewed at the beginning of the movie by Toby Jones, who's an MI6 exec. Uh, if you know Toby Jones, and then John Goodman, um, who's a CIA executive. Um, they. They don't like each other, it seems. So, uh, or goal, she's sent to Berlin. First of all, if you're going to watch this movie, study up a little bit about the Cold War, okay? <laughs> uh, because it's very confusing. Um, her goal is to assassinate this uh, double agent named Satchel. Nobody knows who it is, and get the film back. Um, she's ID'd immediately when she gets to East Berlin by the KGB. She fights them off. She meets Percival, who, in my opinion, was the my favorite part of the movie, James McAvoy. I think he's amazing. Um, she goes and is looking for this thing, and she gets people are just trying to kill her the whole time. She meets this shy, scared French agent, 
and they have a romance, pretty hot, sexy romance. Um, then there's unbelievable fight scenes. Like if you read about this, you, the one thing you hear is fight scenes, you know? So I'm trying to speed along. Uh, Percival goes and kills the French agent. Uh, and then uh, Lorraine tracks him down, kills him, and then calls him Satchel. So you're like, oh. Um, but uh, Lorraine spices the audio and gives photos to the two guys back in the office because this takes back uh, like a week before. So they, he convinces, she convinces them that he is Satchel. Okay, I'm almost done. So if you want to do that quick thing. You're good. Me. You're good. All right. So three days later, she's uh, oh, in oh, Paris. Oh, Brett. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. People need to skip ahead 15 seconds if yes. they don't want to know the very end. Go ahead. No, yeah. fuck that. Okay, Spoilers. So, so three days later, she's meeting with the KGB head who she was fighting with earlier. All of a sudden, she's American, and you find out she was Satchel. And uh, he tries to kill her, but she's uh, a baller, so she kills him. And then uh, tells him that she's been manipulating everybody. And then all of a sudden, she goes back and she gets on a plane with John Goodman. And uh, finds out that she is actually a triple agent who was working with the CIA the entire time. And uh, even though she's been with okay, MI6 Brett, forever. Brett, your time is pretty done. much up. I think you've proven your point. Yeah. This movie is super convoluted, but has some yes. good action. Do you give it a yes or no? Oh, this is my hot take, but this is my, the, my favorite movie I've watched this year. Better than Ladybird. I've never seen Ladybird, but did you see John Wick too? Because it's really it's the same director as the original John Wick film, right? Like it's yeah. No, I mean again, I didn't say it was the best movie. I mean, I just it was like we loved did it. You I mean, see we John absolutely Wick loved it. Yeah, no, I, I'm not telling. I haven't seen. Yeah, but I haven't seen any of them. I haven't seen any of the John Wicks. I heard they're entertaining. What's your point? No, Pat? sorry. No, I, I was just wondering if it's like because like a similar action style. Like I love this style of action. I haven't seen Atomic Blonde yet, but I love how they pull. No, back. It was... I, love the, I love the gung fu shit. Like I, I would love to see this movie. I said, dude, Brett was yeah. like worried about spoiling it for people, and I can say without a doubt, like <laughs> N- nobody, nobody followed anything I said. There's, there's not gonna. Be, well, there's so many twists and turns, like. You said something she's about a triple the American. Agent. I can't keep. Yeah, because <laughs> she's British. She's British the whole movie. Uh, I, but real quick, I, I sorry that I had to go so fast. But Pappy, like you said, the fight scenes are awesome. They're super realistic. They're like panting up against the wall in the middle of a fight because they're so tired. How often do you see that? I'll take that cricket noise as a never. <laughs> What's the runtime of this movie? Is it a tight story? Uh, it- almost, almost two hours. Yeah, one fifty-five. Uh, yeah, fine. it's it's uh, man, it is uh, it's confusing. You might want to take notes when you're watching. A lot of foreign names and Cold War history. All right, let's move on to our third topic tonight, Brett. Good job. Thank you for uh, watching that. I've been wanting to know what happens in that movie for a while. Um, I'll put it on the list. Um, I asked you guys earlier if you could think of your favorite baby moments in movies because obviously I kind of have like baby on the brain. So because of the boss baby release, because I'm still, yeah. in the shockwaves of boss baby being on streaming. Amazon video. (laughs) We are brought to you by (laughs) Netflix. (laughs) I still haven't seen boss baby. It's getting ready to download it for two 99 off iTunes. (laughs) Brett, do you have a favorite baby moment? Uh, I, 
I have to think of one because I was thinking that you were talking about in my life. Um, uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Like Why don't you just think, Pappy? What did you prepare okay. for this question? There was no doubt for me for my favorite baby moment. Uh, when we were growing up, my sister and I got a two VHS pack from Sam's Club. One of the VHSs was Batman uh, 67 <laughs> with Adam okay. West. And the oh, other one terrible. was Baby's Day Out. And one of the moments I'll never forget oh. of Baby's Day Out is when the baby is being kidnapped by Joe uh, Montenegro. <laughs> and, like, the cops come. And so the, he hides the baby underneath his coat on his crotch. And for comic effect, the baby grabs his balls. And he, uh... <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> you have an infant no, grabbing no, a grown man's balls for comedy in front of a police officer. Underneath the blanket. Nice. Well, what and ensues, a, please? Unforgettable. Please, can you continue? Finish the scene, please. Uh, I think Spam. his voice gets high pitched because you know it's comedy. <laughs> That's what a joke is. And then uh, the cops go about their merry way, and they're like, "Holy fuck!" And the baby escapes to like a gorilla pin or something. <laughs> There's also All a great right. Mr. Plinkett review on that too, but I actually had that view. What was that movie? Up. Uh, baby's day out. Baby's day out. Okay, Brett, I'll allow you to think, and I'll. No, I'll... I got one, but go ahead. No, go ahead. I got you. Okay, I, it's just something I still remember from when I was a kid, and we always thought it was really funny. Um, today's landscape would be frowned upon, but uh, the movie "Look Who's Talking." Do you know what I'm, ta- what I'm talking about? Yeah. Does it have mm-hmm. like that sperm and egg at the beginning? Yeah, but that's you know that's not a baby yet, obviously. So. Well, in Ooh, some in some states, but. Yeah, um, uh, John Travolta's got the baby, and this like super hot, busty chick. Let's put it that way, is there, and he whispers to him. John Travolta uh, whispers to the baby, who's played by Bruce Willis. He says, "Are you thinking what I'm thinking?" And Bruce Willis, the baby, goes, "Yeah, lunch." What? Yeah, lunch. Is it, is it boobies or lunch? Or yes, because he's breastfeeding. Yes. Is that a good movie? Yeah, in today's <laughs> political climate, I'm not really sure why you're going down this path, Brad. <laughs> well, hey, is I'm... That, uh, uh, the baby stay out? How is that worse? <laughs> I can't oh, think man. of any other ones. Maybe maybe I'll think of one when you're talking, but that's just the one that always sticks out to me. I always like those movies. Those are both very obscure. So I made a quick list of, like, a short list of things that are memorable to me about babies in movies. One is... Just hearing about the new Mother movie with Jennifer Lawrence, I guess that baby gets its neck cracked and then eaten by a bunch of people, Um, Mm. which also reminds me of 2004's Dawn of the Dead, which I did see in theater, where there's like a little baby that turns into a zombie, then they shoot it in the face. Um, Oh, man. And then, of course, in American Sniper, the super fake baby that my brother, (laughs) my brother Jordan always makes fun of it, but it's... uh, What's the CGI baby, right? No, it's just like a no, doll. No, it's like a doll. <laughs> it looks oh, yeah, so yeah. fake. What's his name? The guy who plays Zach from Wedding oh, Crashers? Cooper. <laughs> the, the sack. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, just joking. Bradley Cooper plays yeah, say, all the great he ha- all the great movies he's in. He has quotes yeah. that he's like, I can't believe we used a baby doll for a movie prop, but 
Anyway, I would say my favorite baby moment is George Lucas's last Star Wars flick, Revenge of the Sith. Hmm. Um, His second best. Leia says in the original trilogy that she remembers her mom, but Ah, Padme dies in childbirth of sadness or like the Force memories, or Force memories, or something. Force memories, dude. Like. The force clearly imprinted that on her. And then, and then the baby is like, "How did they hide them from the Empire when they were like Darth Vader's looking for them?" Well, one became a princess on a planet that like opposed the Empire, so that's really good hiding spot. <laughs> I guess you're gonna have to watch Rogue One to figure and it then, out. <laughs> and then Luke is named after his like takes his dad's last name and is on his dad's home planet, like. Anakin literally hates sand that much. He'll never yeah. bother to look looking there. It's so coarse. <laughs> so anyway, that's my favorite baby moment, you guys. Um, Brett, you created a Facebook for us recently. Do you want to plug that real quick? Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I guess it's uh, at Podcast Spoilers. It's... Uh, Got some good stuff on there. It's got all of our links and everything and some pictures and no personal information about us because we don't want to do that. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. I like we're it. all over yeah. it. <laughs> no, just just check it out. Like it. It's a great way to request a movie. Just post on our wall or whatever. Just yeah. Say, hey, do this and movie, shitheads. We'll do it. I know I know. podcast listeners kind of like uh, Twitter and IG a little more. So, you know, it's, uh, but, uh, you know, for people who like Facebook, there you go. At podcast spoilers. Well, speaking of In the- our Instagram, um, mm, it's been pretty. Yeah. It's been pretty lit, lit lately. Oh. Um, it's lit. It's today. Lit. I posted <laughs> like a hate post uh, about a pod I listened to. Reply all. I counted, and they only had like six or seven podcasts new since August. And I counted up how many new ones we had, and it was like 30, 32 or thirty three, and. So I posted like a hate tweet towards them and it's by far our least liked Instagram post. It's not doing well. <laughs> it's not it's not breaking any records for us, so Yeah. Spirited. I'm gonna have to post <laughs> I'm gonna have to post soon to like kinda just bury that, but um any any last words, Pat? Uh no. See Ladybird and get ready for our Oscar prediction show we should have you- C- carter we should have stevie we should have brett right are you in for what yep and josh yeah. yes Ab- well absolutely keeping that episode yeah. short though right yeah so, no <laughs> but hey patty so- didn't we get uh, on a new uh, podcast platform today you want to go ahead and tell everybody about that yeah do oh, that and then I toss know, it to some spoiler sh- man dude, it's, it's some stupid platform what was it called pod Bean. Oh, Potical. Potical. Barnacles. Yeah, whatever. Dude, Mike would. Mikey is uh. going to hate it. <laughs> if you listen to so podcasts the there, then you've already found us, I guess. So there's no point in advertising. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I thought we'd give a little shout out, but I guess uh, we're the worst. So. Fuck them. All right. <laughs> we'll keep sucking up to them on Twitter, though. All right. This was spoilers. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye, guys. Congrats, Josh and his wife. Yeah. 
Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme. Additional music from Work Turn.